This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Monday. What's up, boys and girls? How are you? Welcome into the latest episode of the Bostonian versus the book. The book, Dave Sherapan, myself, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. After a very fun sports weekend, Dave, how are you? Happy Monday. Good, man. I'm fired up. Uh, yeah, we had a big night last night with big day. We've, we made it a whole day experience, but a lot going on, man. A lot going on in March. And I mean, I don't even know where to begin with you. Oh well, goodness. okay. Look, first, let's talk about the game because we talked about when I took my kid, you took the whole gang yesterday yeah. to the yeah. Vegas Golden Knights game against the yeah. Ottawa Senators. How was the entire experience? We'll talk about softball in a second because your kid had a whale of a weekend softball wise, oh but Lord. let's talk about the game itself. How was the game? The game was fantastic. I mean, it is, it is such a fun experience. Um, I'm broke. I'm broke. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, 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 it's six tickets. We took grandma, um, you know, Jessica, the three girls and myself. So it was me and all the women. Papap said, I'll take a pass. And I knew what he was doing. He stayed home and watched golf and did what he wanted for about eight hours. So I totally get what, uh, what pop up was doing. Um, he, he kind of waved. He said, have fun. He had a Bye. big smile on his face. <laughs> and I, I mentally was like, you remember gotcha. this at I some gotcha. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you today, but this is coming back at some yep. point, but man, it was fun. We went down and, um, when you can bring it to life for the kid, you know, for the little one, like, you know, my little one, Kendall is eight. Um, you see the whole experience. And like you said, when, when you took Maddie, the production value of mm. it, we got there early. Um, you know, we had a pregame meal at the beer house, right. Nice. You know, down the street and walked up and we're the first ones in along with everyone else. And then you get to watch the pregame mm. and two takeaways though. Two takeaways. One, it's like being in the club. It's like being in Omni. It is so loud and nonstop. It's now I get it. They're making it like an NBA game. That's not an NBA game. Uh Uh-uh. That's the loudest. I've never heard anything the level of a VK, a VGK game in terms of pregame production sound. It's deafening. It's so loud. But I mean, it's loud in between whistles. Like right. they play the music and there's something going on and they're urging. Yeah, that I get. Noise, but the but pregame like, is just something it's else. Just, it's 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 <laughs> so loud. It's it's alarmingly loud. And yeah. two people, when you go to games, you don't need to yell the Ric Flair, woo, every second. Like it it it's overdone now, over yeah. the top. And there's a lot of people doing it because it's fun and it's cool, and I get it, but like the Bruins, Three minutes into the game. Bruins fans feel like they own that, like, by the way, because the Bruins fans were doing that in the game that we're at. The Bruins were one of the first ones 
the Bruins fans feel like they have, they've seen everyone steal their stuff. So like Boston people are very sensitive on a couple of things. One sweet Caroline. Cause I, everyone hates it, but we love it. Like, right. We hate it, but we're the ones who played it after the eighth inning. And now everyone plays it after the eighth inning. And we're just like, what the hell? Like that's a you know Fenway park thing. And now you guys are ripping that off. And the Ric Flair woo chant after a goal score. It's like goal score by number 34. And then it's a big, the whole crowd goes, woo. And now everyone does that. Oh. Those are the two Boston things people get all kind yeah. of because they're because doing Boston fans are doing it the entire time. Icing calls. Oh, like icing they're icing doing calls. it yeah. like it's just nonstop. And it's like, man, oh man. And, and, and for me, it's still about the game. I'm still yeah. watching the game. I'm explaining what's happening to the kids as it's happening. At one point, I turned to to middle Sid Kelsey and I said, watch 45. She's like, why? I'm like, one, he's a really good skater. So watch what he's doing. But two, he's trying to incite a riot with the with the Knights right now. He's trying to goat them into a penalty because it it really looked like the only way the Senators were going to score was going to be on a power play last night. I'm watching a game, you know, embedding unders in the NHL. Man, it's really really hard right now to get unders in games. Should have been um, two nothing though. I mean that that one goal that Leonard gave up was a softy. That was it was it was. But at the same time. There were 80 shots on goal in that game. He played very well. it never well. Yeah. felt like it. It. I was at the game, and I kept looking at the shots on goal, and I'm like, are they adding shots on goal while while, while this game is, is – Randomly being, just like click. Yeah, click. Jess is like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this game should be 5-4 if there's 80 shots on goal. It, it never felt like there was much danger. Mm. Like a lot of the shots were one-shots whistle. There was very few rebounds. I mean, Letter made – you know, three big saves maybe that, that were really threatening. Um, I couldn't believe the shots on goal number. And I'm watching the game and I'm telling her, like, watch 45. And and I'm screaming. She's two seats over from me. Can't hear it you. It was so loud in there. But it was fun, man. We had a, we had a great time. Um, you know, they're already asking, hey, can you do some more shows so maybe we can get a partial season ticket plan next year? There you go. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I was actually relatively surprised that you could get right now. And this is kind of where they are, I think, in the market. But you can buy a five game ticket package right now for starting at three thirty a ticket for five games. That ain't bad. That's not bad at all. That I was stunned at that. I was like, OK, now we're getting into what we've seen in other markets that are of this size the novelty has worn off just a touch. And so you get the diehards and the diehards are buying the best seats, but the ticket holders, the, the, the small packages are going to be available a lot more to people by two seats. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's cheap to spend $700, but it's five games for $700. That's not bad in the grand scheme of things. If you really like hockey and you like going to the games that's not a bad little ticket package to grab onto. So I was, re- I thought the same thing. I was like, all right, maybe next year. I was like, maybe, you know, things will go and you have a kind of like, you break it up over a five week period or, or like a, like a five month period rather. And you can kind of stagger it and see which games you go to. But I, I think the production value, I mean, I always laugh at this, but I, you know, and I was talking to Madeline on the way home. I was like, do you understand that people like on Thursday night, we went to the Vegas golden Knights game on Friday night. We went to, um, where did we go first? We went to, I'm blanking where we went, but we went to the M&M store. And like, I'm like, Madeline, people fly thousands of miles to do what we're doing on a Friday night. 
Yeah. Like we're just, we're walking on the strip. It's a four story M&M store. You know, she met this really, really nice. Um, we met a mom and her daughter who were in from Colorado, who was her first trip to Vegas. And like they, she was so excited to come. And like the one thing she wanted to do was go to the M&M store in Vegas on the strip and blah, blah, blah. And like yeah. our kids are growing up. Like this is a nothing. This is a Friday night. This is just a dad and daughter night out. Like we spoil our kids to the level. Like I'm like hitting my head. And, like, I'm driving home. I'm, like Maddie, you have to understand like where we live is not normal. Like no one gets to do oh. this stuff that we're doing. <laughs> I used to say this all the time when I mean, when I worked in a casino, like, you know, we would have them come down and do something, you know, where I worked, we would either go to a show or we would go to some ridiculous dinner. And I was like, I kept telling Jess, I don't know if we're doing them any justice because it's going to be hard for them to go anywhere else. Like when we went to Disneyland the first time, the kids were like, is this it? Like it looked wow. better on TV. And I was like, yes, this is it. I'm telling you, this is so you got to bring them out and do all this stuff. But we were sitting at the game and a couple behind us goes, taps me on the shoulder after the first period and said, Hey, did you guys used to go to the Wrangler games a lot? I'm like, yeah, we used to go all the time when the kids were little, Jess and I would take the kids at the Wrangler games. It was an affordable night out. Sure. We could go and get four tickets. This was before Kendall was born. And, um, you know, we would go to just watch hockey because I just love going to games. And so does Jess. And, try to train the kids and it was a night out for us. Yeah. Um, you know, they were happy to get caught in candy and then, you know, say hi to the, to the mascot just, you know, and, and it was fun. And I was like, we haven't been to a Wrangler game in years. And she's like, yeah, but you guys would bring the kids. I remember, are those your kids? And I'm like, yeah, they're growing That's up. That's incredible. Now. I said, I said, I can't believe it. I said, you know, this is amazing. And then we go up to get refreshments. The first trip, the girls, we, and we keep this in mind. We went and ate a pregame meal. We got one of everything. Damn. It cost me over a hundred. Oh, easy. The first period's not <laughs> yep. even over. The kids are like, can you go go get us stuff? I'm like, oh. get you what? And they're like, well, get us some M&Ms and some licorice yep. and some popcorn. I'm like, <laughs> we just ate. ate. And, and, and this woman behind me was like, well, this is what it's like with teenagers. And I was like, I can't believe this. All right, let's go. So me and Jess go up. We get up to the line. The kid working behind the, the register at the register that I happen to go up to at my first night's game of the season is a guy I wrote tickets with at the Venetian in the sports book. Wow. I'm like, I get up to the counters. like, can I help you? And I take my hat off and I go, Amari, what's up, brother? We fist bump, bro, shake all this stuff. He's like, what are you doing? What book are you working at now? I'm like, I'm doing media stuff. He's like, the podcast? And I'm like, What's well, kind of taken off, and Jessica's standing there going, "Oh no, this is really getting ridiculous." Like <laughs> everywhere we go, somebody knows you, and I'm like, "I know Amari for a long time." We we have to get do. Jess on the show. She has to come on the show. I I, I, I need her to break your balls. I I I, I need her. The, the the audience will love this so much to oh. get her on to just emasculate. Like literally, like she. If you guys could hear some of the things she says, it's so oh. funny. She's like, "I don't give a shit about any of this. Any <laughs> of it." She was, she's sitting there watching this whole thing. She's like, he's like, he's like, well, you're not, so you're not at a, at a book right now. I'm like, no. I said, how about you? And he goes, no. And he goes, man, this would be a busy week. Huh? He goes that March badness week used to kill us. Mm. And I'm like, oh yeah. I said, it's going to be really busy too. Cause people and Jess is like, out. Hey, 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 TikTok. She's TikTok. like, the game's going to start. <laughs> yep. Stop talking. I want this. I want this. Oh, I want this. So kids good. want this, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm all right here. Here's my number. I said, you know, follow the show. 
I said, watch the show, Bostonian versus the book. I'll give you a shout out. So awesome. um, it was awesome. It was just, it was fantastic. And this stuff keeps happening. And she's sitting there going, let's go. Let's go. Oh, you can talk about March Madness tomorrow with yep. Matt on the show. Yep. Get get out of here. I kind of. I kind of side with her on that point, but I get the, I, I get why you are you and, you and you're talking. I uh, just, and I have very similar personality. So both of us are like, let's let, let, uh, come on. Yeah. Like we got it. We got somewhere we got to be. Let's go and get some food. Let's go games on. Like we're not here to chit chat. We're not here to commit. Yeah. Like let's get going. So uh, very, I mean, it's just wild to me. It really area 50 area 15 is where we went where I, I took Madeline to area 15 for the first time. Oh, okay. Which is, I'd never been there before. And I've never been. Um, if eh. you're, if you're, if you're sober, it's not nearly as cool. I think if you were on some really like serious substances, if I was put it this way, if I was 18, I would have done so many drugs and gone to that thing. And I would have just like walked around just completely like, this is the craziest. Like you walk in and there's a, a skull that changes faces. Like it just a bit of what substance out with like what, whatever I was taking at the time, like you go ahead and it'd be the most insane <laughs> wild experience ever, but I'm a dad now and I don't even drink when I'm with Madeline. So like right. walking around like, okay, yeah, this is, this is cool. But I get why everyone after 10 o'clock is not sober. Like you have to, ch- after 10, they charge. And it makes sense why after 10 they charge because that's when the hooligans come out and go crazy. Oh. So it is a, it is a one-time thing. I think I'd go once. Right. not sure we'd go back. Right. Madeline thought it was kind of lame at times. And, you know, yeah. there's some cool things in there that we didn't get to do. Like there's, I like it's not meant for her age group. Like it's either like 16, 17 year olds or like older people, like the bar where you can throw axes is kind of neat. There's a, right. that by the way, there is a simulator for golf there at area 15. Oh, it's just super expensive. It's like $95 an hour. Oh my. What? Yeah. It's super expensive. Like if you go, Essentially, like a party of four should expect to spend $500 to go to play an hour round on a golf sim. Like I was like, okay, no, no, this is not what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking about like an affordable place that we all can just go ahead and practice golf. Like I want to go get there. Loose. Yeah. We're yeah. I just, just, just want to go hit balls. Like I'm not trying to have a Vegas experience where I'm dropping $500 or even a hundred dollars on an hour. Like, no, thank you. I'll just wait for the no. weather to turn and go to a real driving range and just go yeah. hit it at a, at a driving range. Yeah. Angel so, Park, I think a bucket of a large bucket of balls is eight bucks. Like, yeah. So that's over there and yeah. get some balls and get some blisters and right. you know, work yeah, through it. Yeah. Get the calluses up and, 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 and get rolling so yeah so there's so there's that so 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 that's that's the whole like you know i just it's always funny i always like i shake my head going like okay so this is very different like what we're doing is very unique and we're in a very very cool environment so all right that's cool i'm glad you guys had fun um let's start here with the performances by two superstars in the nba yesterday so jason tatum goes for 54 points last night against the nets boston wins boston covers Jokic goes for 30 in the fourth quarter yesterday. Gets the game to overtime, saves my parlay. Saved two parlays for me, actually, that I'll talk about later. But more impressive, a 24-year-old going for 54 or Jokic, the reigning MVP, going for 30 in the fourth quarter against the Pelicans? I mean, numbers-wise, it has to be Jokic. Agreed. I mean, it just it, it, it's it's almost impossible to do that. Like it's crazy. some teams score 25 points in the quarter. That's what I'm saying. He, he scored like, just, 30 by himself. <laughs> it's 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 when I saw that late, I was like, wait, did that say the fourth quarter? Like I did a double take with that. Um, 
But don't get me wrong, Tatum started the day off right by taking down the nets and doing what he did. And I got to, you know, in between the chaos that was going on here at the house, I had the game on, and I was like, well, man, this Celtics team is is if they they're really getting the belief and like I think the roles have been established and like Tatum getting those points was that was impressive. I'm not discounting that at all. I'm just like looking at yeah. it through the numbers. Well, it's him. Saying, he had to do it against Durant. So he had to outscore Durant. Yeah. He had to, I mean, cause Durant was hitting some crazy shots. Yes. And so it was a home crowd performance. So he was, he was, you know, obviously helped out by being at home, but I mean, Durant was going for 40. So he had to go for, he had to go for 54 to win the game. It was awesome. Um, it's getting good. I mean, it, it, it the NBA is getting good. I mean, what LeBron did on Saturday night. Listen, hmm. I'm, I I cannot believe I was watching the game. We were all watching the game. We did the chicken and Pete's thing Saturday nice. night again after the softball. Um, we, you know, I owed because I had to pay that home run prop. I said, you get to go wherever you want. Let's go. We'll go out to eat. So what, what did you finish with? For seven for seven? Was that the final? She Tally seven. She went seven for seven in her first conference tournament, co- conference play in college. I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I see the physical transformation of now, you know, being a part of the program and the coach is great. Coach Ashley's just awesome as far as, you know, maintaining the process and, and all the working out and everything. I don't know how much it's going to help her curveball. I mean, when she pitches, she's she's getting a little too strong. So we got to got to figure out a way to stretch and get loose. But she was like the ball was blasting off of her bat. Is that wind or is that legit? Opposite field jack for your daughter. Two of them. She Two of them. Enough. That was the first one. Was the one I got on video. The second one, I I think it was the furthest ball she's ever hit in her life. Really? She, well, she. she it's funny because you tell these kids things when they're kids and they don't listen. Like, you know, have a plan when you go to the plate. Right. If you see a pitcher before, know how she pitched you and then look for that pitch and et cetera, et cetera. And the girl pitched against her on Friday and she came into the game Saturday. And Kylie said, she started me out with a first pitch fastball that I let go by on Friday. I'm not letting it go by again. And she did not. She she hit a ball. I I cannot believe how far it went. I mean, even the coach afterward was like, I guess the weightlifting's working. I said, I guess so. I can't believe it. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was amazing. She went seven for seven. She had a great, great weekend. Seven and for now, seven, two home runs. How many extra runs, base three, hits? The rest of them were all doubles, except one was a single. Yeah. She knocked. So she went, runs okay, wait, she went seven for seven, two home runs, four doubles, four doubles and a single over the weekend. Yeah. Insane. Like insane. in her first ever college performance conference, conference weekend yeah it was insane okay. it was insane it was so it was really good but we went to chicken and pizza after and we're watching the lakers play golden state and i'm watching it i'm watching the line and i'm trying not to be distracted while i'm there with everybody and they're like why you why because ufc was the, the prelims were on yeah it was so funny because places in vegas on UFC nights, especially big events in town, they want to put all the TVs on that because right. a lot of people want to watch it. So they changed the Lakers. Oh, in <laughs> I Vegas. Was like, I was like, I was like, hold on, hold on. I went up to the guy. I'm like, he's 
He's like, yeah, but the prelims are going to be on. Give me one TV. Yeah, just give me one TV. (laughs) Please just (laughs) leave this on. I want to watch the rest of this. So they left the TV on over us. Nice. And I got to see LeBron's performance. And I was like, whoa, like that was super impressive. Stars are becoming stars and stars like LeBron are still stars when they take over a basketball game. That was a grow up moment for Tatum on Sunday. Like him getting 54 against the Nets, dude, like you got to be like, I think, and as a Celtics guy, we got our guy. Well, here's the thing, and, and this is where you know Boston winning and covering. Bill Simmons said, and not, not that he's the authority, but he he brought it up, and I kind of thought about it. I was like, you know, he might be right. That was Jason Tatum's best game in the NBA so far, yes. because he understood that passing the basketball was as important as because at the end of the game they doubled him. And then Jalen Brown hit a monster three late in that game with about two minutes to go that pretty much iced the game. And that's always been the conversation with Boston and Boston fans. It's okay. You drafted two guys, number three in back-to-back drafts. Who's the guy? Like who is your number one and who is going to be Robin to Batman? And they've been fighting for the better part of three seasons as to, because Jason Tatum can go off for 54, but Brown can go for 40 and he's capable of going in just, you're like, Oh my God. Like what just, what happened? Oh, he just, it was on. I think the one difference is they have a a grown up in the room. Finally, unlike last year. And this is where you've got veteran leadership for the Celtics that I think defensively, they have finally been able to listen to, what Adoka is asking them to do. And it's weird. They're playing great defense, but their games are all going over Dave. Yeah, It's really weird. <laughs> like everyone's like Boston defense, Boston defense. Okay. But eight of the last, I think 11 games have gone over for Boston. Yeah. And oh, it's they're like, scoring. they're scoring a ton of points and Tatum goes and scores 54 points. And like I, Al Horford coming back, I think is such an underrated story for this Boston oh. team. They've got an adult in the room. They've got somebody who can tell them, hey, hey, look, we're here to win, guys. Okay, forget about who gets the credit. If he's hot, let Tatum go. If someone else is hot, let him go. Like, we don't need to trade one of these two guys. That was always the question that they can't coexist. They're not going to work together. But like you mentioned, it looks like it's Tatum's team. And I think for the most part, everybody's okay with that. It's okay as long as they win. And as long as Brown is understanding, like, listen, some night it's going to be your team. Right. But right now, when we need this, it's his to then defer. Mm. And if you hit that shot, I mean, remember all those shots that, you know, when Jordan was doing it, Paxson hit shots. Yeah. Um, Scotty Pippen. Pippen had a big yeah. role in a lot of the things um, yeah. that happened. Dennis Rodman did all the dirty work down below. Like it was a team that had a great player leading the way that got all the accolades, did all the marketing deals. and you know, created a whole new culture of shoes and gear and all this right. other stuff. But basketball is still a team sport. You can have one great player and not win. Look at the Nets. Yeah. Look at the Nets right now. KD is phenomenal. He is unbelievable. Looks like he could get his whenever he needs to. If he don't have help, they're not winning. The Nets are not winning the NBA championship. The gauntlet in the East is too much for the way that team is built. I don't think they they have a shot at winning 
I don't even think they're going to win the East, but I don't think they're winning the NBA championship mm-hmm. at, at all. Nothing I saw Sunday even remotely gets me off of that position. It's interesting to look at the Nets and what Ben Simmons brings to the table. Like I kept on like watching their rotation and they've got some really good players coming off the bench. I mean, they've got name established veteran players coming off the bench. Their second unit is going to be very good because when Ben Simmons comes back, that's going to push one more player to the bench that currently is getting big minutes. I'm just going to be very curious to see what, what his role is going to be because it's primarily Kyrie doing his improvised offense Kevin Durant going one-on-one and killing whoever he's going up against and then ask, you know, asking Claxton or Drummond or someone just to rebound offensive board, put back type of offense. Like I didn't, there's not like a whole lot of flow that goes into that Nets offense. And when you put Ben Simmons out there, I don't know. I mean, he, he may be a passer, but I'm very curious what Ben Simmons does. He'll help. I'm not saying he won't defensively, maybe more than anything else to have him out there, but I don't know. I think you're right. I, I I watched that team and I was like, man, there's just something not really right about them. Like there's just something there that when you start to push them and squeeze, they crack. And I mean, like Kevin Durant's the best player on the planet and Kyrie Irving's an incredible talent, but even the two of them, I don't know how well they mesh. I mean, Kyrie after the game had all sorts of crazy comments about Boston being a crazy ex-girlfriend and, whatever like i don't know like he just wants to do it i mean like he was laughing they 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 were chanting Kyrie sucks and Kyrie was doing this whole thing and he was ugging him on and he i mean he just he's gonna have a really rough relationship with boston for a long time and he he likes to revise history because he's the one that stood there and told them you know publicly told season ticket holders told the media if you have me if you'll have me i want to be here long term and so it's like, what do you mean crazy ex-girlfriend? Like, you're the one who said you wanted to stay and then you left. So like, what's going on with that? Like, you, you know, there's quotes out there that really make you look like a guy who was indecisive, didn't know what he wanted to do. But I, I mean, the Boston fans are fine with him being gone. It just it was a bad fit. I'm not sure New York's a good fit for him either. But <laughs> okay. I mean, he's saying that the, the mayor of New Where York is on. Where is a good fit for him? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, Kyrie is such an incredible just, talent. And it's just, it's one of those things where you'll put up with crazy. It's like the hot factor with a woman. Like you'll put up with the crazy depending on how hot she is. <laughs> and it's like, you'll put up with the crazy in Kyrie depending on how well he scores. And if he's doing Kyrie things, you'll put up with the crazy. If Kyrie's not putting up Kyrie numbers, the crazy becomes more exaggerated and problematic. So I don't know. I I think there are better teams in the NBA over, over the nets coming into the postseason. All right. Tonight we have a really weird situation. We mentioned Boston and Denver. We just talked about the Celtics. So Denver on a back-to-back tonight at home, the golden state warriors are pissed off. They do not like what the NBA has done with their schedule and how many games they're playing over a very condensed period of time. Yes. So they aren't sending anybody, really. I know. I I don't think Curry, I haven't seen Curry be officially listed out, but the thought was that he was not going to travel to Denver. But like, no one is playing tonight for the Golden State Warriors. No. What do you do with this? The number was nine last night. Now it's eight. Do you dare bet the Warriors? I I don't touch the game myself. Right. This is one of those ones where it, Golden State, I mean, they're playing for the two or the three, essentially. I think 
Phoenix is pretty much going to lock up the one. So now Golden State has to manage time, has to manage minutes, has to manage travel because their one goal is now a champ. I mean, it, their goal is always a championship, but right. like now we can't get the one seed. That's off the table. We have to win every game. Phoenix has to collapse. We have to make sure Memphis doesn't pass us, all this other stuff. Like, there's so many things going on, and now they're just like, all right, we're playing too many games, too many days. They punt. Eight-point spread on a team playing on a back-to-back. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't make any sense, but it does. Right. I would lay it before I would do anything, but, like, I, I wouldn't touch the game with real money. Like, would you play no, – if, you, if you're Denver, would you play Jokic? Um, I would. I mean, if he can play, I would. Why wouldn't I? You know, we're at home. Could be a three-six matchup. It could be a playoff down second round, second round matchup. Could be. We'll see what all shakes out. But it is interesting. You know, they only play four times, and Golden State essentially is punting on this game tonight. Yeah, that's the. I mean, that's what it says to me right now. And again. We'll know closer as we get to game time, but like um, they didn't even travel. Tom, Clay Thompson's not even there. They didn't even get on a plane. Like they're just out. Like they ruled them out, not traveling. Not I mean, like no one's playing in this game tonight. So how many guys do they have on the bench? I, I don't. I mean, they're angry. Like, is this going to be one of those like we got eight or nine guys dressed type yeah, games? I, I believe so. I mean, right now. Oh my. Okay, so Clay Thompson's out. Andrew Wiggins is out. Iguodala's out. Gary Payton uh, second's out. Draymond's out because he's hurt. But And then the question is, does Steph Curry even play? Because the thought was that Steph was not going to play in this game tonight. Oh, but the line opened nine? Open nine, dropped eight. down to eight. Yeah. I so, mean, like, I think Steph might be playing then. Right. That there may be a thought of okay, he hasn't been officially ruled out, but they're not. The Warriors are not happy about what the NBA is making them do. They're angry about this schedule that they're currently on. So, like, you know what? Fine, we're not sending anybody. And frankly, they're reeling. I mean, they've lost four games in a row. They've lost six out of seven. Now they're eight yeah, games back of Phoenix. They're two and eight in their last ten, too. I think is the number. They're coming um, back down to earth in a big, big way. I mean, remember, their win total was set at 47 and a half points. I'm oh, sorry, wins 47 rather, 47 and a half wins. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm going to cash that over bet, but I mean, this is a team that on paper was not supposed to be a 60 win basketball team. Now they won't be. I'm not, I mean, they might not even be a 50 win basketball team with the way that they're going at the moment. They're leaking oil big time and they need Draymond Green back in a big way. That's the whole story, right? Like that's there's such a different team without him versus with him. And I think you know, looking at futures and stuff, you got to kind of take a a real hard look at them is if Draymond isn't healthy, I don't think they can win it. I I I just don't I don't think they can win it as constructed right in the west um without his presence it's really interesting because you're going to have games like this where they're just literally going to punt. They're literally just going like, and we'd be sitting in a room going, okay, I mean, try to get some dog money, but kind of just let the chips fall where they may and, and, and move the total maybe more aggressively. Like, because 
if all these guys aren't coming, you can make an argument either side, right? It's going to be a short bench. They're going to get tired. They're not going to play defense. The game's going to go over. But at the same time, they're not going to score. How many points is Golden State going to score if they don't have all their guys playing? They're not even going to get 100 points. So you bet the team total under. Keep an eye on that. The game could go under. It's one of those ones where, you know, betting it and booking a pregame NBA as it comes down the stretch is, is just treacherous. Jokic scores 30 points last night in the fourth quarter. They're down. I had Nuggets money line tied to the Celtics, and I laid three and a half with the Nuggets, and I laid four and a half with the with, with the Celtics. So I had two parlays going into this, and the game wasn't on TV here. So like, right. I still can't figure out when we get Denver games and when we don't get Denver games here in Vegas because <laughs> technically we're part of their market for the Rockies, but because we have the Golden Knights here, that means we're not part of the Avalanche. We don't have NBA here, so why are we part of the Nuggets blackout? I don't know. It was pissing me off. So I was just following it along, and I'm like watching it, and I'm like, mm, okay, they were down by, I think they're down by three points with like 25 seconds to go, and somehow they were able to get with, through missed free throws. They were get, able to get to overtime, and then in overtime, they just went ahead and won the game easily and covered the three and a half points. So I was like jumping up and down like this is, this is incredible. But you play an over game, overtime game last night up against a tough team in the Pelicans. Now you have Golden State coming in. I don't know how the Nuggets approach this game. Like, just win it by, you know, a bucket and get out of town? Or do you play Jokic and say, look, at we want to have an established, we want to make sure we win the series, the season series against the Warriors? It, it, it's tough. I mean, I, I'm with you. I think you could bet this pregame, I mean, in-game. I don't think you can bet this pregame. This is a very, this is tough on both sides, on Golden State. And then how does Denver react? Once Golden State throws up the white flag and says, hey, we're we're kind of good. Right. This feels, like, this feels like a stay away game. Yeah. Pre-game, it's it's stay away for sure. And and it'd be one of those games where, you know, I mean, I say nobody knows shit all the time. Like nobody knows anything about oh, this tonight. game. Pre-game. Yeah. Tonight like, is tonight. A, like this, this is the good luck. This is, the Pelicans are playing their best basketball of the season right now. You want to talk about a grown-up in the room, obviously, the C.J. McCollum trade. When it Huge. was made, I was like, what did, What are they doing? Why are they going to get this guy? They targeted this guy to be the grown-up in the room. And they have changed the way they're playing. They they gave Denver everything they could handle. And if you had the, the Pelicans yesterday, that was just a tough beat. Like, oh, a horrible to, beat. I got, I got so lucky. It was <laughs> everything. It was, it's crazy. This is we, – we, we always talk about betting and how the ups and downs, right? So, like – I upped my, I forget what was it, what it was like last week. I upped, went to full units. I, I had won seven straight days, right. upped it to full units, lost almost all five bets, 0 and Punched 5, right? right in the mouth when Crushed you did me, that. right? Down five units, kicked my ass. I was done. Yeah. Yesterday, I couldn't really lose. Yesterday, I hit like everything. I hit four parlays yesterday. <laughs> I I hit Great. Loyola minus five, under in the Valley Championship game, Michigan plus four, um, like the only thing I got wrong, I got, got Houston minus two were way wrong. I got that way wrong. And then I, I had a Ford to come in to win the, the, the NASCAR race here. That didn't happen, but I hit everything else. Like it was just really like, I, I made back everything I lost. I made it back <laughs> yesterday. Right. Just like, and you it was got one of those days. To do it. Like you got breaks to do it. Oh, like huge breaks. Yeah. I was so lucky. Like, like the two bets, the two parlays I hit on the nuggets, Shouldn't have hit. I mean, I should have lost right. both those parlays because the Nuggets right. should have been out in regulation, but I got free throws that went that didn't go down. So I got a so huge what's break. The, 
what's the term we can we can actually create something like because bad beats has been yep. you know taken to another level with stupid luck know, SVP and, <laughs> and, and Stanford Steve are doing with that segment. What do we call the wins when when we call them? We got. I don't know. I just something. I think it's just stupid luck. It's just. <laughs> just stupid luck that's all it is just it's just dumb luck like it's just a straight dumb luck win like i oh. i have no i have no business cashing those tickets but things were rolling like you get hot and you get one of these days and just like all of a sudden you're like i won that 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 you're like what the hell like yeah. i won everything like this is yeah. what like i had a couple of you know i didn't go 10 and 0 but i went like eight and two Right. And like, I just like ran through the day. Those are good days. Yep. And ran Those back and, and and won everything else. Uh, okay. So we're, since we're talking about Denver, I have to, and you two guys know where this is coming from. I'm not saying where this is coming from because I showed you and Matt a text message that I got over the weekend, but I'm not reporting this. All I'm saying is if you have a chance to bet this, I would bet this. Do not tag Matt Peralt is reporting this. Okay, I'm not reporting this. Here we go. Okay, I'm not reporting this. Just telling you that if you have a chance to bet this bet with the Denver Broncos, I would do it. Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. I have a pretty good little birdie who came and whispered in my ear over the weekend. And if you can find this, good luck. Because I think every book has pulled this down. Yep. If there's a market that comes back up on where Russell Wilson will play football next year, it appears that Russell Wilson, again, not reporting it, just what I was told, and I would I trust it enough to bet it for Russell Wilson to wind up with the Denver Broncos. If this happens, how do you feel about Denver next year, Dave? Meanwhile, when you sent me the initial text, all I was thinking was Russell Westbrook to the Denver Nuggets. I was like, <laughs> really? Why would the Nuggets take the Westbrook? <laughs> right? I, I texted them Russ to Denver. That's what I texted them. So they must have. I took a screenshot of the other text that I got. So if all you saw was my first text, not the screenshot, you would have you would have then all of a sudden said, okay, yeah, thinking basketball. No, this is football now. This is Wilson. <laughs> To the Denver Broncos. Fair. You're with me though, right? You understand what I'm talking I'm about? Yeah. And frankly, I kind of <laughs> like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. Well, as far as as far as Wilson going to Denver, I mean, that would be huge. That would that would really, really, I think. The I West mean, is going to be sick if Russell gonna, Wilson is a quarterback of the Denver Broncos. It's so funny because you got to figure like the longtime executives in the teams in the AFC West are going, really? We're going to get a, a, a Seattle guy's going to come back? Because the Seattle used to be in that division back in the day. And, you know, now he's banished to the NFC West. And, okay, that's fine. Um, it's a great move by Denver if it happens. Um, and, you know, I mean, I saw the screenshot, so I'm like, oh, this is really going to shake things up because if. then if it happens, where does Rogers go? Like I, I got to do everything. Well, Rogers is going to stay. This is, it, this is the new thing. This is I, why I, I started to give a lot of credence to what I was told over the weekend, because everyone's just saying, okay, Rogers to the Broncos. It's the most logical. He's going to go and play with the new offensive, his old offensive coordinator. And then the report came out this morning that Rogers is looking at a market landscape shifting deal with the Packers. Like, are they going to give him ownership? 
Like what? It, I, I it, it looks like they're they're, they're like like twenty seven team anyway. Like people own that team. That's a stock yeah, team. But I mean, you go ahead and I don't know, break them off of. I don't I don't know how you change the market giving him, you know, a fifty million. Like they're already twenty seven million dollars over the cap. Like what? Are, what are we doing? Like are we giving a, like a Bobby Bonilla deal or get a million dollars for the rest <laughs> of his life? Like what? Like what? What are we? What? What is the market changing deal? But that's where I was like, okay, so cross off Denver from Aaron Rodgers because it looks like Rodgers is going to stick around and be with the Packers. So if that's the case, Russ to Denver makes sense from a Seattle standpoint because you get him out of the conference. So if you're going to trade him, you trade him to to somewhere out of the conference. He goes to a place where there are weapons galore and that offense takes a gigantic step forward. I mean, Russell Wilson with that receiving core is nice. And it's a nice, nice run. Problem for Denver, they're in a conference with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. We'll see what the yep. Raiders look like. If the Raiders keep going, Raiders, you know, playoff team last year. So, you know, new coach, new GM. We'll see what happens with with Las Vegas. But the West is going to be must see TV every game that they play inside the division if Russell Wilson's a Bronco quarterback. Talk about star power, man. I mean, with the quarterbacks alone, let alone what the teams will have success doing, you could legitimately have three teams making the playoffs out of the division, which, again, it's happened in the past, but it's rare. Yep. Um, I, I think it would be fantastic for for everyone involved except the Seahawks. I know if I was looking – I'd be looking to stay in the NFC a little bit. Hundred like, <laughs> percent. I mean, think. I mean, this. If you're Rodgers, it makes perfect sense why you stay. No Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Okay, so now he's out of your way. Who's your biggest obstacle if you're the Packers to get to the Super Bowl in in Arizona? The Cowboys, the Rams, still right. I. I mean, I. Yeah, I guess the Rams. I just. I don't know. Aaron Donald playing if he hasn't officially decided to play again, but if he, if he were to walk, I'd feel, I'd feel differently, but I just, I, I feel like everything went right for the Rams and I still yeah. think their division is really difficult. So I'm, yeah. I'm still not sold. I don't think the Rams are going to repeat. I don't think, I don't think, I, I, I would bet a hard no, excuse me. I'd bet a hard no on that. I don't think the Rams are, I mean, they'll be bet that way, but I don't think that they're the pick for the NFC next year. No, I mean the Packers are the pick until they're not. There's, right. There's no question about that. Um, I mean, look at the look at the division differences, right? I mean, you have, I mean, the Packers should run away with that division. First round, I mean, they should be the one seed again. If you bring back Aaron Rodgers and bring back Devontae Adams, you've got to figure out a way to play some salary cap math and bring back that team. I mean, there, it's their it's their year. I mean, that that is next year is their year. If they don't win it next year. Oof. So I'm looking right now at the NFL futures on FanDuel. Buffalo and Kansas City are co-favorites, seven yep. to one and seven fifty. And then it goes Green Bay is plus nine fifty. Then it goes Rams twelve to one, Niners thirteen to one, Cowboys fourteen to one. We don't have another AFC team until the Ravens eighteen, Bengals twenty, Chargers twenty four. Then Titans 24, Broncos 24, Colts 26. So you could bet the Broncos right now 24 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's really interesting because offshore, and look at FanDuel, I'm sorry, at DraftKings, they had this market up. I went, searched around, and I tried to find a variety of, no one has it up right now. But at the time, 
it was three to one Denver. They were the lead. They were the leader for Wilson. It was three. If he was going to, if he left the, the way that they worded the bet was if Russell Wilson leaves Seattle, where would he go? And the Denver Broncos oh, wow. at plus 300, both at DraftKings and offshore. That was the bet you could have made. And that was on February 22nd. That market was open today. That market's not open. The books either have been tipped off or they are, they're hearing the same thing I'm hearing or what that like, you know, rust to Denver is there, but they haven't adjusted the odds yet because they did do that when it looked like Rogers was going to go there. That's where Broncos, I think they were 10 to one, right? When the books thought that they did get Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it, it dropped down. So now, it it's, now, down. now it's 24 to one. So now it's, now it's bounced back to where it should be. Super Bowl. Yeah. After, you know, in 24 to one. So yeah. before, cause everyone, all Bronco fans were like, okay, that's, you're basically baking in the Aaron Rodgers news that Rodgers is going to wind up going there. Cause his OC is the new head coach in Denver. But now it's back to being 24 to one, you know, back to being a very big long shot. If Russell Wilson winds up going to Denver, oof, where are those odds now? At, at 24 to one, just take the bet. Why not? <laughs> I, I don't hate it at all. That's, that's the move, and that's what happens. Like you get a lot of just you know speculative bets. Um, you know, I I know a guy, a lot, of, a, a couple guys that did this before Brady went to Tampa. They started buying a couple different teams. I mean, but they they focused on Tampa right. being the team, and they were getting sixty to one, fifty to one, forty to one, all the way down the ladder because the books were slow to move. Now I think the books learned a lot from that, and you kind of got to speculatively move the numbers too. as people buy speculative pricing odds tickets the books are kind of got to adjust um surprised that that uh the DraftKings even had that market out there to to allow people to bet i mean i give them credit for putting it up but at some point you know you almost have to take them down because you can't get a bet on anything else people bet what they read people bet what they see and like you could hang the craziest odds on, you know, San Francisco or all these other teams. Nobody's going to bet them. They're going to bet one thing. They're going to bet Denver. So I don't know, man. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's a fun thing to talk about this, this NFL free agency period. It football season never ends. It never ends. It's just going to go right into the draft, the combine, all this other stuff. It never ends. we got all these basketball games. We've got, you know, hockey really heating up. The NBA is tremendous. Um, and we're talking about whether Russ Wilson is going to go to Denver or not. It's crazy. It moves. I mean, it moves the needle and it it's, does. 365. The NFL has accomplished the 365. We are always, I mean, look over the weekend, you mentioned the combine, like, Watching that kid from Georgia set the record 350 pound guy runs a four nine forty. How is that even possible? And he had a 10.5 long jump, longest in history. I, like that's that is an athlete I, that I, I just you just don't see athletes like that. Like that's you, that human being should not be able to do those types of things. Absolutely not. Like when you see that, like with, I don't even want to I want to know what that sounds like. Like a big man like that running that, that fast, fast. <laughs> is like the boom, boom, sound boom, boom. of that. As you're <laughs> it's like, you imagine you're holding the ball and this guy's coming to get you. Oh, like, oh no my thanks. goodness. This the fear is uh, you got to put your shoulder down. What are you going to do? Like, 
Now we know. now we know why Georgia was so good defensively. It's oh. like, oh right. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. The game's getting yeah. so fast. When the when the big guys and, and like Keith Jackson used to call them the big uglies, they weren't athletic like that. They were just big houses that kind of pushed people around and then they were great run blockers. And now they have the footwork, they have the running ability, they have the jumping ability of what used to be like skill position guys. Yep. The game's changing so fast. I give these kids credit. Like it, it I mean, I see it with my own. If they love the training, yeah, and you get the right help, you can get athletic and skilled in things that you never would have dreamed years ago. You can work, put the work in, right? Yep. The, the work, the, the work can pay off. All right. Small school conference tourney updates. Oh, what do you boy. think? What do you think we did on Friday, Dave? We had a lot of picks. How many games? 12, 12 games we picked on Friday. 12 games on Friday. I hope we went six and six just to keep it, you know, 500. I hope we, we were at least that. You probably. went six. You went six and six. Okay. I went seven and five. That's, I was going to say six and six, seven and five, five and seven is probably what we did. So today and tomorrow, as we keep rolling with this, I think is our last two days is today and tomorrow on this. Yeah. So I am 27 and 26. Mm-hmm. You are 26 and 27. Perfect. Kind of crazy though, right? Not <laughs> that's really. A, it's a little, oh, it's a, it's a little crazy. Come on. It's a little wacko that we're, that we're that 500 here. This is, this is sports betting. Like if, I mean, we're in the business. <laughs> this is what we're doing. This is, this is exactly what you're doing in the book. At 26 and 27 or 27 and 26 from the book's perspective, we're winning. Like it doesn't matter. You right. know, you can't overcome the juice. That's it, not enough to overcome the juice. So we're five. We're exactly where I've seen this thing go for years. I mean, you know, I mean, I'd like to pick a couple more games, right? Yes, we all would, but <laughs> it's very hard right now. You see the way these games are ending. Did you see that kid from Tulsa hit that shot? Oh. Come on. How do you do that? Yeah. All right. Let's go. We start at 3 p.m. our time, CBS Sports Network. It's the CAA semifinal. Delaware is 20 and 12. Townsend is 25 and 7. You got the Tau minus four and a half here against Delaware. You can pick first. Delaware plus four and a half. Blue heads. Blue heads, easy. I think they got a shot to win the game. Give me the points. On my uh, my friend Mike Corey from my college broadcasting partner was the voice of Delaware. He graduated, went down there. I'll for Mike Corey's sake, I'll take the dog at plus four and a half. Little in-state rivalry for the Summit League semifinal: South Dakota nineteen and eleven, South Dakota State twenty-eight and four. In the semifinal, you've got the Jackrabbits. What is South Dakota? The Bears. Forget what South Dakota's mascot is, but you've got South Dakota State laying nine points in the Summit League semi. I am taking the dog on this. I'm taking South Dakota plus nine. All right. I'll take the favorite. Okay. It is you laying That place nine. will be rocking for that game, no? It's Sioux at Falls, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. It's it's in the Denny Sanford Premier Center. Yep. It will be Ooh. rocking. It will be rocking up there. 18 and 0, by the way. South Dakota State has not lost a game in conference play this season. 18 and oh, putting a jinx on them right there. I hear yeah, that. The coyotes, sound by the way. Voice. Thank you. South Dakota Coyotes. There we go. Nice okay. work. 
Fair. So now, so now we need the, I, I need the upset. Need the, the Coyotes to win the game outright. Wright State up against Cleveland State in the Horizon League semi. Wright State is 19 and 13. Cleveland State is 20 and 9. You've got a one point number. Wright State laying one in this one. Who are you taking, Dave? Um, I'll go with Wright State. Uh, this is, you want to talk about a coin flip game. I mean, this is really, you could ask me 10 times. I think I might say the opposite every time, like five and five. I'm going to go right state right now. Before you ask me again, I might say Cleveland State. All right. I'll take the dog. I'm on three dogs out of the gate. Okay. Interesting. Louisiana up against Georgia State in the Sun Belt Championship final. One of these two teams will be going to the dance. 16 and 14, Louisiana, 17 and 10, Georgia State. I'm taking Georgia State minus three and a half. This Dog. number is a little bit fishy to me. Yep. I don't understand why it's not bigger, but it was the same yep. thing I had yesterday when I bet on Louis on uh, Loyola. They were laying five. They won by six, so they covered. A little bit of a sweat to get to the cover, but yep. I I questioned the number. I thought it should have been higher against Drake, and that's why I laid it. But three and a half, maybe we 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 we, we go by four. Furman. Oh. Up against Chattanooga. Oh my goodness! So, uh, full disclosure. Can we insert Todd Furman joke right now. Go right ahead. Furman? Yes. Anything. Twenty-two and eleven, twelve and six in the Southern. This is the Southern Conference Championship Final. One of these two teams will go to the dance. Mm. I have bet this. This game is part of Better or Book It. Is it really? Yep. So I'll let you go ahead and and make this bet. But All right. I'm taking Chattanooga. Okay, good. So that means you're going to be betting with me. Okay. Two and a half. I bet two overnight. It's now two and a half for yeah. Chattanooga. Slight move on that. Uh, Charleston at 17 and 14 up against UNC Wilmington. This is in the other semifinal in the CAA. You've got a College of Charleston laying two points against UC Wilmington. This is odd, Dave, because College, College of Charleston is eight and 10 in conference. Yep. Is this right? And UNC Wilmington is 15 and three and they're the dog. Is that possible? How is that possible? I have no idea. Is somebody, somebody out for UNC Wilmington that's big? That's the first question. That's definitely the first question. It needs that's to a be really asked, weird. Huh? That's weird, right? I mean, is, 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 yeah. is that what you're seeing on have your screen? Played, have they played head to head? Yes, actually. Um, they, they had to have played. They, they must have played head to head. That's a, yeah. I mean, yeah. You've got um, a uh, the first time they played. Let's see. Uh, oh, interesting. They won eighty five seventy nine. Who did? They won both games. College so Wilmington has won both games over Charleston this season. Oh man! So they beat Charleston uh, in the first game. They beat them eighty eight seventy eight. In the second game, they beat them eighty five seventy nine. Wow! So over. we should be betting over in this game. What an interesting number. So this is a team in Charleston that's got 10 losses, but they're favored and they've lost both games to Wilmington. Terrible number. There's no reason to take college of Charleston. That's why I'm going to do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's absolutely no reason at all to take the college of Charleston in that matchup. After all of that, I'm taking them. All right, I'll lay the, I'll lay the two points. Yeah. I, 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 that's a really weird. That's yeah. a very strange. We're gonna be really either really smart or really dumb. Well, one of the two. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm on after, one of us look really one. smart. That's a weird, weird number, huh? Yeah. 
San Francisco up against Gonzaga. I'm on the total in this game, but I'll I'll hold it until better uh-huh. to book it. San Francisco, 10 and 6 in the West Coast Conference, 24 and 8. Zags, number one team in the country, 24 and 3, 13 to 1 in the West Coast Conference. Only loss in the last game of the regular season against St. Mary's, laying 14 and a half points. These teams played at San Francisco. Line was 12. Gonzaga covered the 12 and a half. Are they covering a 14 and a half today, Dave? I guess so. I don't really like this one at all. I I I would say normally just take the dog because they got to be getting ready for St. Mary's tomorrow. I mean, St. Mary's is going to, I think, I hope St. Mary's beats Santa Clara. I want to see another good game. Mm. I want to see the revenge spot for uh, the Zags. I'll lay it. I don't love it. I'll lay it. This is a dog day for me. I'll take the 14 and a half. Yep. Zags minus 14 half. Unlike you to take a 14 half point. I know. Favorite. It pains Oof. me. It, it, hurt. Wow. it didn't feel good at all. Unlike like you. Oral Roberts in North Dakota State in the other semifinal of the summit. Oral Roberts 19 and 13. North Dakota State 22 and 9. North Dakota State is minus one. I will take the bison here of North Dakota State. I'll lay the one here. I have no idea what to do with this game. <laughs> so just to, you know, for fun, be uh, opposite you and get another opposite pick. I'll take Oral Roberts. <laughs> no idea why. This will probably be, be a good basketball game, though. I would agree. It looks right? like it'll the be a good game. Total's 150 and a half. It's a one point spread. Um, this might be a fun one to actually keep an eye on and bet in game. This feels like we could have 15 lead changes in that game. Northern Kentucky against Purdue, Fort Wayne, and that other Horizon League semifinal. Northern Kentucky is 19 and 11. Purdue, Fort Wayne is 21 and 10. Northern Kentucky is laying two and a half points in this one. Down to one and a half now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Down to one and a half. Um, I'm going to go with IPFW. Me too. Take the take the one take the one and a half points. We'll take yeah. we'll, we'll take the we'll, we'll, we'll follow. And then finally, Santa Clara twenty one and ten, St. Mary's twenty four and six at the Orleans here late night eight thirty our time eleven thirty. If you are an East Coast person, you've got late night in game betting for Santa Clara St. Mary's ESPN two with this live from the Orleans. St. Mary's laying four and a half points in this one. This is that number, right? This is that tough college basketball number of over two possessions. For them what to did cover. these two teams do when they played in the regular season? Uh, let's see. Right now St. Make this Mary's decision. against Santa Clara. They won 73-65 and it was post. The first game was postponed due to COVID. And they made it up later and it was a loss. 77-72. So they're one and one against each other. Yeah. I want to see St. Mary's play Gonzaga tomorrow. So I'm going to take St. Mary's and lay the four and a half. I'm really not that comfortable with that one either because Santa Clara could win this basketball game 100%. I think St. Mary's wins, but I think four and a half is too heavy. I'll take Santa Clara to have a, yeah. like a 1.2. This might be the best game of the day. I mean, one of the best, best games of the day. I think it's going to be asking me a phenomenal basketball game. All right. So pretty start. Our time. And that's yeah. if Gonzaga gets over on time. <laughs> if the Zags game goes to overtime, you're going even deeper. Zags into the night. game is not going to overtime. 
Do not worry about that. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games that we're going to go ahead and go with for today here for us. Uh, 27 and 26. We'll wrap the tournament tomorrow as to where we'll be for our small school conference tournament picks on our contest. Who's buying who a hat coming up? All right. Time now for our bet prep prop of the day brought to you by prep betprep.com. They've got a lot of cool things going on. They're going to be doing a Twitter spaces off the bet prep Twitter account at bet prep USA on Twitter to go follow those guys. All of their experts are going to be getting together talking selection Sunday. They're going to be talking about the conference tournaments. They're going to be doing it. Check it out what they're doing they did it for the Super Bowl. They're going to do it throughout March Madness. You guys can go and follow at bet prep USA to see what they're up to. They today are going with Reggie Bullock. Under, they hit both bets over the weekend, Dave. I think our guy Darren, who does this for Bet Prep, I think he watches our show. I think so. now because now he's betting unders. We were talking about right. why all these overs? Why are these overs? Right. All of, some, all of a go. sudden, here come the unders. Under yesterday, under today, mm-hmm. under twelve and a half points at minus one fifteen. It's widely available. DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars. All have this available at the moment if you guys want to jump in on this. The reasoning is you've got the Mavericks tonight. I think the game goes under in this game for the Mavericks. I actually think it's possible against the Jazz, but he has scored 13 or more points in just four of his last 29 games with with a game uh, against a team with a winning record. 13 or more points in just eight of his last 29 games at home. That's a 9.6 average per game. Lives and dies by shooting threes. His last game against the Jazz, he was three of eight from the field with seven shots from behind the three-point line. He ended the game with nine points. Jazz have been tops in the league defending the three-point shot versus shooting guards. Three-pointers made per game, 2.15 per. That's second best in the league. Three-point percentage per game, 33% per game, which is fifth best in the league. And... You've got an opportunity if you want some extra. They're pointing out that Rudy Gobert rebounds over 12 and a half is way too low in the game. If you want to go with Rudy Gobert over there for, for, for rebounds, but you've got Dallas Mavericks, Reggie Bullock under 12 and a half points for the prop of the day. Betting in a book that. Um, well, that makes sense. Um, I just clicked it on FanDuel. It's over is. Over 12 and a half is minus 126. Under is actually still plus money. Plus 102. Um, game's going to be tight. Man, it's probably going to be low scoring. Great. I, I, right? It's, it's, it's an under game, right? I mean, now the, the, the Mavs all of a sudden so. have started playing over games, which is really kind of strange. But they were so good at home for so long defensively. It feels like it's an under game to me just because of how much is riding here in March. This is a feel out game for the postseason for these two teams. For sure. This, um, if the season ended today, would this be the four or five? Oh, this would be. This would be that sounds five. right. Yeah. Um, wow. I'd say, I mean, this is as good of a bet as any. And it's an under. So now I speak in my language. I, I, I mean, I'm leaning that this would probably be the way. Yeah, this would be a 4-5. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dallas is 39-25. and 25. Utah is 40-23. and 23. Right. So, game and a half up. Yeah, this is this is a big game. Um, he's got to go over this uh, more often than not, I think, as we get closer to the playoffs and in the playoffs. You know, Luka's going to need help. 
mm-hmm. in the playoffs. There's mm-hmm. gonna be there's gonna be games where he's just gonna have to defer and and Brunson's been amazing. His prop over is probably a good bet. Um Reggie's under, probably a good bet as well. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I just looking at the way I think I like the game under, so I'm leaning towards like all yep. numbers kind of to go under here, you know, yep. under under what the projections are going to be. He scored 11, 14, 7, and 12 over his last four games. 11, 14, so you're, 7, and 12. So that's 12 and a half. He's only been beaten once Yeah, over the last four games for Reggie Bullock. So, and I mean, he's playing 42, 42, 36, 34. So he's playing big minutes. He's getting the minutes. Is he getting the shots? Is he taking the shots? And he's just um, missing or is he just not is he passing or not getting the opportunities with the shots? So his numbers are five of twelve, four of fourteen, two of nine, four Ooh. of eight, three of eight, Ooh. six of twelve. So he's shooting and missing. Yeah. I mean, I when like, he went six of twelve, I he like scored that. 17 points, but right. He's 50%. 37%, 50%, 22%, 28%, last five games. I'd have to see who's going to guard him, but I, I already I like it under more after hearing that. It's not like he's 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 not getting our he's just shooting bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what happened with you know with Steph when we were going against right. Steph. I mean, it was just shooting bad and the numbers not being adjusted. So the fact that it's staying 12 and a half, which is around his average, and trying to shade the juice. Uh, I'd rather just move the number down if I was the book and make it 10 and a half. See if anybody bets you over. He's not mm-hmm. shooting well. So yeah, I, I like it. Let's roll with it. Okay. Before we go to better to book it, I just have one, one story I want to talk about because <laughs> I think this is such an interesting, this, this is for anybody who ever has had porch pirates, people steal off of your front porch, your Amazon packages or whatever it might be. Like we've all kind of experienced some nastiness. That's why everyone's got one of those ring doorbells now because of everyone, you know, in COVID it was really bad. It's not as bad now, but it's at some, in some communities, it's still bad. So a guy who works for the post office has been arrested for stealing $40,000 worth of trading cards, sports cards out of the mail. Allegedly, this post office guy recognized the packaging that was coming to this person's home. Started to realize this person was buying a lot of memorabilia. So we started to just one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. (laughs) How does this make you feel, David, someone who likes to collect stuff that the post office now might be involved of ripping off packages? So for years, I'm the guy that will send you something in the mail. I tape it like it's going to be inspected by whomever. I put tape on top of tape. It's just an envelope. My wife is like for years is going, what's wrong with you? I'm like, listen, if somebody's going to take this, I want to make sure that they have to work hard to do it. Let them take (laughs) someone else's. So I'm paying. I got tape on top of tape on top of tape. And so this makes me mad. This is like in, in Back in the day, I had, you know, I collected cards. I have cards upon cards upon cards. They're in Pittsburgh right now with a couple very dear friends of mine. I have collected stuff and have taken it through multiple moves here. Jess is like annoyed with the whole thing. She's like, why do you save this stuff? I'm like, because one, it means something to me. Every time Mm -hmm. I look at this, I think of something. But two, it might be valuable someday. 
And who knows? I'm just going to give it to you anyway. It's not like I want the money. I'm going to give it to you or the kids. I don't care. If I mailed something, a card, like now people mail cards to these grading companies to get graded, to then determine how much they're worth. I got some guy. I did this back in the day. One of my best friends in life opened up a card store in the late 80s. And Jessica was actually the girl who went to get the autographs because they never said no to her. She had the big hair and, you know, hey, can I get your autograph? They would autograph everything. They would sign a sheet of cards, 9, 18, 27, like whatever it was, they would just sign. And she would smile and giggle, and then my buddy would go sell them. Or we would have, you know, he put them in his card shop. We sent cards to California from Pittsburgh to get graded by PSA, yep. you know, grading. Yep. If they didn't come back because the mailman stole them, <laughs> like, I'd be so ticked off, wouldn't you? This oh, my crazy. gosh. He I got saw busted. the headline in the rundown, and I was pissed off immediately. <laughs> so he got busted because a customer complained that he never got a $1,925 Kevin Durant card that he paid for last year. So they went and started looking around as to like, okay, what happened? Because this guy, this former mailman now, a 26-year-old dude named Paul Robinson, has admitted to stealing nearly 100 sports trading cards worth up to $40,000 for doing this. So basically, he admitted to the crimes. He also said he he took home mail and destroyed it. Investigators found 440 pieces of mail at his home. They found 94 cards at his house worth $39,994. He's facing five years in prison for mail theft. Dude, well, one of the big problems is... Uh, especially during COVID, like PSA, obviously the authority on grading cards, you can't go to the place like they're closed. You can only mail them your stuff. Oh, that's it's, a good point. It's the only way that you can do it. We've been we've been looking at this. <laughs> My sister has like Michael Jordan's rookie card and like Ooh. some 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 pretty heavy stuff. And I'm like, don't mail that. You know what I mean? I'm like, don't mail that. That's it's it's insured. But I'm like, dude. Especially right, reading this it's now, gone, it's gone. Especially a Jordan rookie. I mean, that's you might want to risk it for a Jordan, a legitimate grade ten Jordan rookie. Yeah, it's it's, it's too scary. I hate uh, this. That's man. worth what, Dave? Hundred k? Alone, the lot they sold one during COVID. Mint Jordan rookie mint for. Uh, it was it was north of five hundred thousand dollars. I think it was it was it was it was seven hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars. They sold it at a um, thousand and change. Yep, at a Beverly Hills auction. <laughs> Are you crazy? I'm gonna put that in the mail, and the guy and the mailman's gonna take it. Yeah, <laughs> like I ain't put nothing in the mail. Anymore. Yeah. So just heads up, guys. If you are mailing stuff, uh, yeah, <laughs> just real careful with what you're putting in the mail because you have that guy's address. I'm gonna go steal it from him. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, of Richmond, Missouri. 26 year old Paul Robinson of of Richmond, Missouri, is the one that has pled guilty to. Can you imagine now? You're gonna. I mean, listen, people, desperate people do desperate things, and and, and you know things are gonna happen. Right. But like you get you get busted and you got to tell people in your life or whatever you got you're going to jail because you took cards out of the mail. Like, I, what were you going to do with them? What were you what, what are you doing? Like, it's someone else's. 
that's it's it's disheartening to say the least, but it's a good lesson. And again, you tell the kids, hey, mailman took the mail. Just be careful. When I tell you I'm going to pay the bill in person, this is why. I mean, yeah. I mean, we put a lot. It's funny because if you go back and remember when the internet started, we were so careful to not put credit cards or our social security numbers on the internet. Like you kids don't remember this because you put your whole lives on the internet. But there was a time when the internet began that the idea of putting your credit card into a website was like, get the out of here. Like, No chance. I'm not doing that. Or somebody would say, give me your social. Get the, I'm not giving you my social. Are you crazy? And e-commerce was somewhat like people didn't trust it. Amazon was like, I, I got to give you what to get. Um, right. Yeah, no, I'm not care. We still do that. We still blindly seal up an envelope with a whole lot of private information and just stick it down a chute and go, yep, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with my uh-huh. social, my credit cards, cash, you know, whatever. We just go ahead and, you know, throwing this down and we're like, hey, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. It's kind of funny that we that we were so anti for so long being, you know, we wanted to be analog and now we're all digitized and we haven't gone back to kind of question the analog life. When I was in Curacao, nobody mailed anything. They mm. paid their phone bills in person. They okay. paid their, like everyone went to the electric company wow. and paid their bills in person. And it brought me back to a simpler time. And I remember telling the guys I was down there with them, like, see, these people get it. They don't mail anything. They take the time and go pay their bills in cash in person. And if they don't have it, they don't pay. And then, they, you know, the company's got to turn their power up, whatever. Like, it kept it simple. And, like, <laughs> this is another reminder for me to, like, say, look, see, you, we trust so much. And it just kind of happens. And then You don't think you're like, paranoid? Oh, no, definitely paranoid. 100%. 100%. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy paranoid. But I mean, in in regards to a lot of stuff. Oh, rightfully so. But but, but you could say rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've lived here. In this case. And you lived here for whatever decades now. So you've seen the, you've seen the. The things. Why are you wearing the Spurs hat, by the way? What's what's the what's the Spurs lid for? Because the Lakers, um, you know, they beat Golden State. LeBron scored fifty mm-hmm. something points. Spurs are home favorites tonight. The Spurs are two and a half point favorites tonight over the Lakers, I'll, and I'd lay it. I I, I came this close to betting it. There's no. I was hoping that this was a subliminal thing for better or booking. Yeah, I I, I, I still might play it. I still might bet it, but I was like this close. I was like, man. <laughs> I, I have to say this though. I always, I go, is that too easy? It just seems too easy. Oh, oh, I don't, I mean, nothing is easy. In this. But doesn't it, like, it, it, it screams bet San Antonio tonight, right? Of course it does. That scares oh, me. I don't like it when the books put does. up a big blinking light and like, hi, bet me, bet me, bet me. <laughs> like, uh, why are you doing that? Like, I, I, I'm the moth that is attracted to the, to the light, but I'm, I'm expecting to get zapped by electric shock. Like, like if I start flying towards that light, am I getting jacked here? Because I don't trust you. Cause it seems like that's too obvious of a side. I thought, I thought the line would be pick because of the Lakers situation and them coming off. I thought, so when I saw it like two and a half, three, I was like, oh, they're trying to get that Laker money. Okay, you gotta you gotta go get that Laker money. You can't it's too good to resist at plus three. 
but bad guys are laying this today. This is this is classic. I woke up and I was like, all right, what hat am I going to wear? I'm going to scan the board. I'm like, oh, I could wear the Denver hat. You know, then I saw the rundown and I was going to wear the Nuggets hat, but I'm like, no, 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 that's too easy. You got to go a little deeper. San Antonio, definitely a play tonight. Definitely. I actually, I, 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 I need to show all my Bama friends. They're going to be very mad at me tonight. Today for, I've, I've never worn a piece that? of Auburn. I've never worn an Auburn hat or an Auburn anything in my life. This is my trying to start some shit. (laughs) This is my first ever. I I I had to go get. I'm gonna try to buy all the all the ones on you, bro. Share pants. I'm gonna grow all the. Yeah, I was at his place. I was at his place. So I I I I went to the place in downtown Summerlin. They knew his name. They gave me a 10 percent discount. Was buying my daughter a jersey. So I buy a Bruins hat and I see this really nice. Go to school today. We're all geared up, ready to go to talk about the game. Madeline. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that, that, that was like it on Friday. That was like 10 years ago. Yeah, that was Friday. She went Thursday. Friday was her brag day. That might have been 10 years ago for her. How does that go? Well, she has a friend that lives here whose brother plays hockey. And so, like, I had to, like, go through my phone and, like, she's one of these types of little kids that, like, makes you justify or prove your point. Like, I don't believe you that you met Chance. I don't believe you that you're on the jumbotron. I don't believe so. Like we had to go through every she, day in my house. This is uh, okay. These, these women do these kids. These Brutal. Kids, so so Madeline has to take my phone and she's like going through all the different pictures of like see 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 like justifiable evidence as to like what what she's like. I was on the jumbotron and I was there and yeah I met the night and yeah I took a picture with Chance and all these different things and I'm just like that sucks that she has to explain herself to this like you can't just take it at face value. They, they, they make the kids go ahead and prove it and then when she shows. There's never like, I'm sorry, or I shouldn't have questioned you. Nope. It's, it's just like, oh, next topic. Like, it, right. just, suck. it just sucks. I'm oh, just yeah. like, I was what like, what are you going to do tomorrow? That's, yeah. that, that's right. the way yeah. Oh, yeah, Ooh, you did all today. that, but what are you going to do tomorrow? That's, I hated that. So, yeah, so she had to justify that, that, that whole <laughs> shit. So, I, I, I have to print out the picture and then she could take the picture of her, her and Chance to school. So, I haven't done that yet, but <laughs> printing out <laughs> pictures, it's, it's a pain in the ass. Oh, no, one, no one's created an easy way to do that yet where it's just nope. cheap and easy and inexpensive. You got to go, like, go to Walgreens and get it printed out. And I got to drive there. It's it's cheap to do it. It's just a pain in the ass. Like I don't want to spend my, you know, half an hour, hour, whatever, go on the website, print it out, go pick it up. Someone needs to get on that. Someone needs to create a printer that's cheap and easy at the house just yeah. to make it simple for pictures. To, well, to, it's, it, you could, you can do that. And then you got to get the ink to do it. And right. then you're like, expensive. you know what? I'm yeah. just going to go to Walgreens and do it. It's, cheaper. <laughs> fair point. it's better to get the car. And go. Total fair point. All right. Time now for better to book so, it here. You, Let's you didn't jump. explain the Auburn hat. I, oh, I got you well, on no, track. I, I'm going to buy the number one seeds. I'll have, I'll have all number one seed hats. Oh, okay. The, that all I'll right. wear during March madness. Are you going to so, get a Duke hat? Yeah. They're number, they're number one seed. Sure. I don't hate Duke. I've hung on the rims at Cameron Indoor, baby. I broke in. I've hung on the rims. Damn. At Cameron Indoor. That was my that, that was when we were driving my junior year to college when we were driving to, to Atlanta to go to the NCAA tournament. We were driving to North Carolina on the way down. We stopped in Durham and then we went to North Carolina and went to both uh both campuses. And then we, you just like open the door to get into Cameron Indoor because they use Cameron Indoor for their like physical education classes. Yeah, so gym classes. Yep. So it's open for anybody. So like, I just like open the door and like there's the gym and there's the hoop and I was like, baby, let's go. <laughs> I just ran it, dunk and, and, and grabbed on and uh, grabbed the rim with one hand. I could do that Maybe at the time. You can dunk. You can dunk. I used to be able to. Yeah. Whoa, on a ten foot rim. 
Yeah. Not anymore. Sharapan, do you Sharapan, do you believe this? <laughs> the <laughs> only the only thing I could the only thing I couldn't do was palm the basketball well enough to do anything special with it. I could I could go up and just like kind of I could like do if you gave me a ball I could grab onto, I could like right like like rear back and like dunk. But because I, I just couldn't hang on to the ball the same way that they hung on hang. The, it had the, to be an eight-foot rim. They had to have him. No, I'll, I'll show you. I was a long jumper. I was a sprinter. I was a long jumper. It's, I, I was I was a I was I a four-star never dunk. Damn. Yeah, I played I played all sorts of things. I, I, I could run. I could jump. I had Farah. If he said he could dunk, it would have been like Woody, and I'd have been. I can still touch. I think I can still touch the rim. I just I can't. can't. I, I can never touch, touch the, rim. the rim right now. I, I can't. Pull I, a muscle. I, I never could, man. I, I could never jump. You sure I can't touch this? I'm not talking about do. I miss touch now. My, my finger. I haven't tried I seen you jump in a while. I don't know, but like that's a that's a predator book it right there. Can can, can Peralt touch the rim? I weighed 198 <laughs> pounds yesterday. I haven't weighed under 200 in a long time. Damn, I weighed bro. a buck 98. I couldn't believe it. I, I weighed myself. I was like, wow. It's like, okay, I haven't weighed under 200 pounds in a long, I mean, me at 198, I'm light. Ooh, I can get off actually, the ground. Man, the turn in your golf swing is going to be ridiculous. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I, that's what I'm now doing these golf only workouts. So this is, Ooh. it's, I haven't weight lifted. I'm doing it for two weeks now, but I haven't weight lifted in years. And like, it's been a quick transition because it was all length boxing stuff I was doing. It was all mm. cardiovascular. It was all mm. long motion. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm like bulking up and twisting and turning and doing, you know, those things where you're throwing the medicine ball off the wall yes, and that stuff, those are fun. doing all that stuff. And like, and like, it's, it's weird because the condition I'm dealing with, it's I'm, I'm learning what I can and cannot do. Right. I can't do anything where I'm explosive off the ground. I can't do box jumps. And I can't oh, do you're going to get that lightheadedness and stuff. Like I, I, I can't do farmer's carries. Like yesterday I was doing, um, I did 75 pounds on each side and I picked it up and you walk 50 feet or 50 yeah. steps. Yeah. I was like, if I wasn't wearing compression socks, I may have passed out yesterday at the gym. It was close. I was like, Oh boy. I was spinning like a, like a top. And I was like, okay, can't do that anymore. So I'm learning what I can and cannot right, do, right. but it's, it's, I'll find out more when I, when I go to the cardiologist and we, and we have my follow-up stuff for it, but it's anything that requires me to be pushing off the floor hard. And I go up, my equilibrium goes all wacko. And I go, and it's like, I can't see straight. It's really, so you ain't touching the rim. That's what you got to do. Well, no, I, it's one time. I can just run and jump. I can do that. Anything, anything with weight, well, body weight. Because you touch the rim. That body weight's not a big deal, but it's the weight side. It's like if I'm pushing weight, it's it's interesting. But I mean. One of my favorite words in the English language is sinewy. You're going to be sinewy after all this. You're going to be like that. serpent-like. Oh. You're going to be hitting a golf ball 320. Well, I do that almost yeah. now. That's not that's well, I know, but with you've never weapon. seen me golf. The one thing I can do in my entire life, I've always been I can hit the hell out of a golf ball far. Ever since I mean, like everyone I've ever played with, they always I hit, hit a golf ball. They always look at me. They look at me and they go, the hell was that? Like they, they, I always shock people when I hit a golf ball because they can't figure out like how the hell I just did that. But you're right. Putting, I'm not a bad putter. I am my Achilles heel is putting the ball in the right part on the green to score. That's my problem. Mm. You get me 175. My my Achilles heel is 160 to 210. You put me in that distance. Everybody's Achilles heel. That's yeah. a hard distance. I can't hit, I can't put the ball 
anywhere. I'm not bad with my pitching wedge. I'm good inside of 50, 50 yards, but that 175, that long iron, four iron, five iron, six iron type of shot, can't do it. It's my number one Achilles heel. People watching pros do it. I'm always like so envious when they stripe a three iron. I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. Did you watch <laughs> the golf this weekend? Did you see that the, the well, Sunday round? My did he? So the, the, the stat is Scotty Scheffler became the first golfer to win his first two events coming back from eight strokes or more in the tournament. <laughs> like that's crazy. What the hell you want to talk about? You want to make pre-golf, pre-tournament wagers. Right. Just wait till the weekend. Like, wait till after Friday and bet the guys that are back. That's insane. Like, that guy came from oh. nowhere with two, I mean, eight strokes or more back two times this year. His first two wins, Man. he has just been, I mean, on fire. Because our guy, Doug Franz from Props, Arizona, he made the pick of Matthew Fitzpatrick to come in the top 10. Matthew Fitzpatrick barely made the cut, came in tied for ninth. Like just came out of nowhere on Saturday and Sunday. Fitzpatrick just lit the course on fire at the Arnold Palmer. Well, the course like, the course played hard in the wind, and the scores came back right. Yeah, like it. Or, I mean, after Friday, it looked like Jesus thing. You know, I asked the guys, you know, between Cam and we had Dubsy on, right? And I was like, guys, what's the winning score going to be? And they said, oh, this or lower. I said. What do you mean? It's not going to be 15. They're like, hell no. If the wind picks up, it's the, the winning score could be six or seven under. Oh, well, that screamed to me. Everybody behind is a live bet right, right now. So there was a lot of opportunity, man. Golf, you know, you're really never out of it because if you can just control, you, you know, the only thing you can control is yourself. Your score. Right. Yeah. But if you go it's low... You go low Saturday, Sunday, you go 66, 66, and everybody else oh. is bombing and blowing up around you. Yeah. You make up strokes fast. I mean, that's that's the fun of golf, right? You make up two strokes, three strokes on a single hole sometimes, depending on what yes. you do. You know, if yes. you go, you know, birdie, double bogey, you, you can really make a big charge and a big move on a leader and a leaderboard. So yeah, I mean, golf's been golf's been fun. I mean, the weather's getting nice, the masters is coming around and you know, we'll be well, the players is this weekend. So we got a big tournament this weekend to look at. We'll oh, talk about yeah. that later on in the week. We'll, yeah, we'll, we we'll get I, on. I will make what we got to get Dubsy on. Yeah. We'll have to pull him on, pull him out yeah, to and sure. get us. All right, let's do better to book it here. I've already kind of teased a couple of the bets here for better to book it, but let's start with the West coast conference tournament. That is here. Gonzaga against San Francisco. Uh, the, the Zags have been sort of an under machine over the last 10 games. It's the books are over are bumping up the numbers here. Okay. So yeah. according to Ken Palm, Ken Palm had this total at 153. It was 154 and a half last night. It's now 153 and a half. I bet under 154 and a half for Gonzaga and San Francisco. The theory for me is Zags team total over. San Francisco doesn't score all that much. If we're got a 14 and a half point line, how many points does San Fran really score? Zags play defense maybe in a tournament game, or maybe they don't score all that much given who they're playing in the final, potentially with a rematch with St. Mary's betting or booking under 154 and a half Gonzaga, San Francisco betting. I like under as well. I like, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to go back through the schedule and see, but I don't know how many times the Zags have played back-to-back games. They, we were talking about, they had like a triple buy to get into the yes. semifinal of this thing, whatever the hell a triple buy is. Right. But they only have to play two games and win the conference. Um, 
not that I think they're going to, you know, not play everybody or not try to score as many points as they can. I just think they're so fresh. They come into this and they're playing the game to get to tomorrow. Mm. So are they trying to run up and put up a hundred? Probably not. So game goes under is the first thought in my mind. So we're betting it. Number two to the NHL. This number has also moved. I have CLV in this game as well. Toronto and Columbus. I laid the minus 130 price last night on this. Over six and a half goals between these two teams. This has been just an absolute run for both these two teams when it comes to scoring goals and giving goals up. It's seven now. I bet over six and a half. We're betting on a booking Toronto and Columbus over six and a half goals. Over. Toronto Columbus game under. I don't care if it loses. There's no, I mean, this is the bet. Like, and and the books, again, the reluctance to go to seven in these hockey games is actually funny because teams like these two, um, Florida, the games are just flying over. They're Mm. just they're they're going, it's not even falling on seven, which has the most combinations between four, three, five, two, six, one, seven. Six and a half in this game. Uh, over. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the books I'm looking right now, actually, it's it's painted seven. The South Point is the only one that hasn't moved in win bet to six and a half over 45. Jeez. I don't know if you want to lay 45 <laughs> with a toe on seven or six and a half. Six and a half is, is minus 145. Minus wow. Yeah, so seven is under minus a quarter. At a, at a couple places. Right. Um, you know, Jeff is at seven under 25 at Circa. Um, DraftKings is seven under 30. So you could get over seven pre-game plus 110 or plus 105. I mean, you have to think you're live for at least a push. You're getting plus money. If there's two goals scored in the first 10 minutes of this game, it's going to be eight and a half immediately in-game. Immediately <laughs> it'll be eight and a half. So it'll jump right up. So you'll have opportunities to do what you want over for sure. Well, and also the problem that I see, you know, just kind of live betting and things like that. Is it like we've seen a couple of these games involving these two teams be astronomical. Like it's not like, yeah. oh, we're not going to get like 17 goals in a game. Like, yeah, we've had that. We've had games like this. I mean, it was 10 to seven, four games ago, 17 goals got scored in a Maple Leafs game. <laughs> Their last five games have gone 10, 6, 8, 17, 4 for the Maple Leafs. For the Blue Jackets, it's 9, 7, 7, 5, and 4 for goals. And they lost the game 4 nothing to Carolina. They gave up four goals. They just didn't score any. Right. That game also would have gone over if Columbus got anything. <laughs> and the first two meetings, 5-4 Maple Leafs, 4-3 Blue Jackets. Oh. <laughs> oh. yeah over six and a half and one more i tease this a little bit it is the championship game here between Furman and chattanooga in Asheville, north carolina i got this at two it's now two and a half here you got chattanooga 17 and 14 ats on the year 11 and 9 ats Against the conference, Furman is 16, 13, and 3, 12, 7, and 1 against the conference. But Chattanooga is 2 and 0 straight up, up against 
uh, up against Furman. They won the first game by six and the second game by two. Mm. And the first game was at Chattanooga. They were catch uh, Chattanooga laying three and a half. They won by two. Second game was on the road for Chattanooga. They laid four and a half. They won by six. And this number is now two and a half, but I bet two, you know, better book the mocks minus two today. Um, well, in a small conference, Tony picked just like 30 minutes ago. I picked the same side as you, right? I, I, two and a half. Yes, you did. Yeah. We laid a so, bigger number, but you took, you picked yeah. two and a half. I bet two last night. All right. So we're obviously going to bet this. And plus anytime we can bet against Furman, i.e. Todd Furman, <laughs> we're, we're doing it. It's like, you know, and I love Furman. Of and course you fun. Do. Yeah. And I don't know if he's watching the show or not, but we always go back and forth on Twitter. We've had lunch a couple of times together. He's awesome, dude. Um, but yeah, betting against Furman is fun. So, uh, we'll bet it. I mean, again, this is a four o'clock start our time. The games where the Cherokee center in Asheville, Asheville North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yes. Is there a real home court for either team there? I don't think so. No. I mean, the, really, right? yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, Chattanooga to Asheville is probably five hours, six hours drive. Mm. Be my guess. Okay. I don't even know where Furman's at. Furman is in North Carolina, I believe. Okay. All I right. believe. So Furman may have a home. Furman may have people there. But I'm, have you, are, games you ever, are fun, aren't they? Like, have you ever met a Furman fan, by the way? Have you ever like, walked up and someone was like, I'm a Furman fan? <laughs> um, <laughs> Not a Todd Furman fan, like a Furman fan. <laughs> I don't know any Todd Furman fans either. Actually, <laughs> that's mean. I, that's that's <laughs> mean. That's all right. I'm just teasing. Um, no, there's a lot of Todd Furman fans. There's probably Furman fans. I probably have met them over the years if they've made the tournament. Like when they make the tournament, I've met people from so many different schools in town in Vegas over the years for March Madness parties that it's probably a time. What's Furman's team's nickname? Are they the Purple Palatins? Paladins? Good call. Yes, exactly what they are. Yes. I 100%, I 100% have met Furman fans because of that. I remember that. Their best actually. player ever is a guy named Craig Lynch in 1974 and Jonathan Moore in 1978. I don't know either one. They are guys. one in seven. They've made the NCAA tournament six times and Most they've recently. won one game in their history. Most recently, when they're, when was the last time they were in the tournament? I have no idea. I'm just looking at the general oh, okay. NCAA right. basketball history on ESPN.com. It has the Furman okay. Palad- Paladines, six appearances, one in seven all-time record. Looks like the last time they were there, though, I think was 1978. Oh, my goodness. Really? <laughs> they win today. They go. I mean, they win today. They're in. We're against them. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's um, good. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're against them. Hey, did you see this question in the chat? This no. guy's coming to Vegas. Vince is coming to Vegas. Okay, and he wants to know: Are the books sign up in person? Of course. Yes, all of the books in Vegas are sign up in person. How about so this? We- a, a, a dude of a, a listener of the Juice like went on a tirade because he came here. He had a BetMGM application and he had a fully loaded account on BetMGM. And he couldn't access it, and they can't transfer the money from BetMGM non Nevada to BetMGM Nevada. And he was they couldn't re- transfer the money. That's what he told me. That's what he said. He couldn't. He couldn't transfer it over. Wow. And he can't. And, and he goes, I can get access to it. He goes, I, he goes, I can pull it out 
and go into my bank account, but that's going to take time to get to my bank account. I loaded this app with the intention of betting when I got to Vegas with BetMGM. So I loaded my BetMGM application. And so now I can't use it. And now I have to go to the book to go get a BetMGM Nevada license, BetMGM Nevada uh, account. I said, an application. I said, yeah, because there's no book in Vegas I can just sign up for. I was like, nope, every book is in person. He lives in Jersey. He he was bent. And I was like, yep, that's what you're going to have to deal with. A lot of people are going to find this out the hard way, unfortunately. We should probably do like a Twitter spaces or something like a March Badness guide to like just signing up, getting accounts. Um, I got restaurants, baby. Let's go. I got places to eat, places to see. We can can make some recommendations on on things like that and take some questions from the audience. Yeah, because – it sucks getting here and not knowing and then having Agreed. to find out and then doing something like that where you actually take the, you know, the precursor, the, you know, advanced move to load up an account so you can just transfer the money and then you find out you can't. So, yeah, things are still done um, a certain way here. And, yes, all the books are signed up in person. I recommend going around and doing it not on Thursday if you're yeah, coming right. for March Madness weekend. Get here ideally Tuesday because Wednesday everyone is doing it. It's worth it to get here the night before if you can get here late Tuesday and go around and sign up or do it first thing in the morning on Wednesday before the crowds come in because we used to. It's hard enough Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. The Wednesday supervisor signups. You would be sign up more accounts on Wednesday because there were no games going on. Wednesdays were one of the hardest days of the week because the process isn't long. Bring your ID, bring your money, sign up. It can take five to seven minutes. Do it a hundred times in a day. Mm. That's a lot. And that's why, look, that's why betting hero or, you know, our, our, our sister company that's what they do. And they make it easier on that person behind the counter because all the information is already registered, signed up, filled out. And it's just like, bang, here's oh, the app. Here's dream. your number. It makes it a lot easier. I mean, that's what that's what their whole business model. Is it like, let's not have a line of 50 people deep on March Madness. Oh. Let us get them all lined up. And it's just take their money, go, take their money, go, take their money, go. And it's yeah. a hell versus... Okay, wait, you forgot about, I need your address. Wait, no, I need your uh, social. Uh, wait, oh. no, I need like all that, all those questions that you get when someone's sitting there and now you got five, six, seven people behind all trying to do the same exact thing. It's it's not, I mean, it really is ridiculous. It's 2022. And at some point this town's going to figure it out. But like you keep on saying, until it hurts their bottom line, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's it's for, for the books, it's like a one week inconvenience. And they're like, yeah. And it's a shame because it leaves people with the bad taste in their mouths. They get mad. It leaves with, with everybody. I mean, the nighttime supervisor, not that it's an easy gig, but you don't have nights like this. You yeah. show up to work for your two to ten shift and you're nonstop signing people up, taking people's money. Literally, you can sign up a hundred to two hundred to three hundred people. At a.m., 2 a.m.? You sign up people until you leave. Like, wow. How can you tell a line of 20 people you can't sign up for an account? I've had guys stay until 2 o'clock in the morning when they're supposed to close the book at 10 to sign people up to save the morning line 
because nice of them. the games were going to start in eight hours. <laughs> they didn't even get a thank you. Those supervisors didn't even get a thank you. So really? yeah, sign up in person, sign up early as you can, have your money, your, your deposits, everything already lined up. You can have as many apps as you want. Once you get the apps, it's just like your experience in other states. You have yeah. um, ability to just log on from anywhere, anywhere you are in Vegas. As long as you have reception and not bad Wi-Fi, you'll be able to do it. You might catch on to some things like, you know, sometimes the Wi-Fi in certain buildings stinks mm. and you'll get the geolocation thing oh. that says you're not in Vegas when you're right in Vegas. I get it at my house all the time. I get it in this room. I have to go upstairs. I can't be in this room to bet. <laughs> this is where I tape. I do everything. I tape here. I can't bet on the apps in this room. I have to go upstairs. It's it thinks so I'm not in Vegas when I'm in this room. It's, it's so gonna, annoying. It's so annoying and it's going to happen. And I, I think at some point, maybe we'll have to do that to, to kind of help yeah. people. Don't get too frustrated, but you will get frustrated because things are going to happen. Mm. All right. Favorite thing about today before we wrap on a Monday. What is your favorite thing about today? I have a good one today. You do? Mm. I've, oh, I've, I have one that I'm really excited about. Wow. Well, I'm obviously, I'm excited about, um, you know, all of these tournaments that are coming up but one of my favorite things about today is watching these games actually get somebody to the end get somebody to march badness and this is always a fun day for me i've been off for mondays in the book for years so i get to really enjoy the monday tuesday before the big conferences started these little conferences are fun man there's just a lot of really good basketball games and you get to see Literally dreams come true, you know, where kids get to go and they're going to get a, a bid to be a 23-point dog to, to some good team and get housed. But none of that matters today as they're jumping around and the fan base is jumping around. So that's my favorite thing about the, the Monday and Tuesday before the big conferences really get rolling. For me, I would like to congratulate I would like to welcome our friends. My favorite thing about today, Bet Fred Sports is live in Arizona. It's been wow. a long process. Okay. This morning, Bet Fred Sports in Arizona, the title sponsor of Props Arizona with Doug Franz and Sean Lockhart. They are live. And if you have the ability to drive down to Arizona, and Dave, I am going to Arizona next weekend. My mom is going to be with my my aunt, my uncle just bought this new place in Arizona. They're going to go down there. I'm going to drive down and see my mom and my stepdad and my and my aunt, my uncle, my aunt, my, well, both two sets of my aunts and uncles are down there in Arizona. It, new customers for Betfred Sports downloading the application, you will be given the opportunity to receive up to a three thousand dollar welcome bonus in Arizona. They're coming in with the heat. Did Dave freeze? Did I freeze Dave with <laughs> He just has like a stunned look in his face on this. But my favorite thing about today is that they're live, they're up in the state, and they've got a $3,000 welcome sign-up bonus for our guy, Brian Bennett, who is here. Super excited for Betfred Sports. Super excited for our friends with Props Arizona uh, to have those guys up and running and now having that welcome offer $3,000 is what Caesars was offering in New York. So to give you an idea as to what Betfred Sports is, is, is coming in, 
Dave says he's out and he's locked out, by the way, Matt. I don't know if we can get him back in. because I, I do kind of want to get Dave's take on this. So hopefully we can bring Dave back in here if possible. Right, um, yeah, and see if we can pull him back in just before we wrap here because I do want to get his take on this. But uh, Brian Bennett said this morning in a press release that I could not be more excited to expand our Betfred sports betting application into the Arizona market. We look forward to offering customers in the entire state unique experiences that they can't access on any other platform. Our team has worked diligently to bring this to fruition. Uh, the Wecopa Casino Resort is what they are tied to. Um, you can go to betfredsports.com, the Apple Store, the Google Play Store to download the Betfred Sports app in Arizona. So if you are in Arizona, um, Dave has to close out the old session. I think the old session is still live. He has to close it out for him to be able to come back in. If he can't, it's no big deal. Um, we can just wrap here on this. But it, really, really excited. Really, really cool that this is now up and live. The bet for his sports is up for props, Arizona and up for that. The $3,000 signup bonus is extremely aggressive. And I think it'll make waves. It'll get attention. People will pay attention to it. People will be um, excited to use it. But this was the question that I think a lot of people have, including myself, as to like, because Betfred Sports was coming into the market late, what were they going to do to generate interest? What were they going to do to garner uh, attention? And I think anybody who's in Arizona or in the proximity, either in Vegas, to drive across the bridge, to go over there into Arizona at the at the dam, um, to come on in, or to, if you live on the New Mexico side, um, just to kind of scoot down the Utah side, to scoot down, you geotarget, you get into the state, and you go ahead and you're good to go. He's back. back. You froze right as I said, $3,000. So I didn't know if you were stunned or not as to, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, are you okay? I was like, are you stunned that I just said that it's a $3,000? That's what Caesars offered in New York, Dave. Wait, so what is it? What is the offer? I didn't hear it. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Okay, so Betfred Sports is now offering new customers immediately get into the action who place a wager. They will receive up to a $3,000 welcome bonus. For signing up. How do you get the three dimes? You deposit three dimes? Probably. I got I mean, there's I'm sure there's fine print to it, but wow. I mean, okay. most likely deposit three thousand dollars, you get three thousand dollars. It would be most likely. The question is gonna be how many times you gotta roll it over. But Caesars Caesars was a one time rollover. So I'm wow. bad friend, bad friend sports. Get the exact details. That's pretty good. That's really so, good. Yeah, I'll ask Brian Bennett the the the, the exact details on, on the app, but right. um I can I can text them and ask them and say, hey, what's wow. what, what are the exact? But that's I'm going to Arizona this weekend. Right. So <laughs> second I get across the state line, <laughs> I will go ahead and jump in on this. That's pretty good. That's really good. I mean, that was the question that we I mean, when when Sean and I, Lockhart and I were talking about like what Betfred Sports was going to do, because I mean, he, obviously he bets and his his friends all bet and they all went ahead and, and and ate all of those deposit bonuses when the launch to Arizona happened. His yeah. question to me was like, okay, so what are they gonna do to they're they're in late, they're into the state late. So how do they come in? What what's their offering? I was like, I don't know, it's probably gonna be pretty aggressive. I'm not sure I thought it was gonna be three thousand though. That's aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know what that means long term. I know what that means right now. This can be. Oh, it's probably a two week, be three some, week thing. I mean, Caesars, Caesars was like a three day thing. It was a one weekend that Caesars did it for three thousand dollars. It was quick. Yeah. So I mean, I think quick. if you want to, we use did a it, promotion like that once in the book. It lasted 
seven hours. Wow. We had we had droves of people showing up in the book, and I was laughing. I'm like, I was looking left, I was looking right. And we had people signing up for our accounts, and we had, it was through um, casino games. And if you played certain game or a certain amount of hands or whatever, you got a free five hundred bucks in a sports bet. I I'm not even joking. There were Greyhound buses out in the parking lot at the end. <laughs> They had to shut the promotion down seven hours into it. That's all you lasted was seven hours. Seven hours. They were like, this is going to cost us a half a million dollars stop right now. Like we had intentions of getting some customers. Literally, it was going to cost them a half a million dollars. I think it did. Actually, it was going to, if they had kept the promotion the whole weekend, it was supposed to be a one weekend Saturday, Sunday promotion. Right. And word got out. And um, Advantage people were, were bringing, we were signing up customers and we're like, friend of yours and the guys were just nodding like yeah okay hey what is this your cousin okay (laughs) sister brother mother daughter they brought the entire extended family i swear some guy brought his whole high school graduating class of like 380 people they were all there it was crazy so yeah this will be this will be interesting i mean this is what books have to do when they're late right they have to go be aggressive and they have to give a reason for people to jump from an app that they've been using now for how long and they're comfortable with and know the procedures. As long as it's easy to get money in and out, as long as the thing works when they yeah. use it, yep. it'll be fine. It'll yeah. Be fine. The, the, I mean, the app, I mean, the, the, this is hopefully at some point, Brett Fred goes live in Vegas because, you know, I, they, they've been having some issues just getting themselves licensed here in yeah. Nevada, but um, you know, they're in, they're up and running in different States. And now Arizona is going to be, you know, obviously a lot of these, a lot of these companies are, are looking at Arizona and they're excited about the marketplace. They think it's going to be a really, you know, it's it's much bigger than Iowa. But like people, I think are sleeping on some of these states. I think Louisiana is another one. I think there are certain states that are going to do monster handle because people have been betting so much over the years. Now they just have opportunities to take advantage of this and go on the legal market and, and take advantage of these type of three thousand dollar bonuses. Yeah, uh, depending on what the language is and depending on how you roll it over, there's all sorts of different ways you can use that three thousand dollars. Right. To for sure make it profitable for yourself. Yeah. Um, so you're happy about the the dollar, but it does what they're hoping it will do. It gets eyeballs. It gets attention. It gets stories. It gets people to use the application, which is generally what they're trying to accomplish here. Coming up with that, so. Props Arizona presented by Betfred Sports this week. Those guys will tape on Wednesday, drop on Thursday. Looking forward to those guys, uh, Sean and Doug, doing that. If you're on YouTube, you can watch old episodes of the Props Arizona podcast. It's up right now. If you're on Apple, you can listen to it. Go search Props Arizona presented by Betfred Sports. So very happy, really excited for our friends at Betfred Sports and Props Arizona uh, that they are live today in the great state of Arizona. We are back tomorrow with a lot to go. This is a busy time of the year. A lot of games, championship games like crazy tomorrow, West Coast Conference tournaments, the CAA tomorrow, all sorts of championship stuff that we will get into all tomorrow on the Tuesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow.